Hey, this is Jimmy Ohio, and you're listening to On the Pot with Jimmy Ohio. Today's wonderful guest is Sarah Sandowski. Did I pronounce that right, Sarah? Uh, Sadowski, but yeah, pretty close. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. Now, uh, you, you sent me your phone number, but I already had yeah. it my phone because we've known each other for a long time. Yeah, for we some have, reason, haven't we? <laughs> there's an exclamation point after your name on my phone. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I, I I guess this is going to be an exciting interview because obviously it, it was either don't answer this, you know, like don't do it, or it was like Sarah's calling. I don't know which. We'll find out. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's like a warning symbol. Yeah, it might be a warning. It might be, don't call Sarah, for God's sake. So how's everything going? Uh, everything's going pretty good, you know? Things are uh, getting good. rolling again. So hopefully, hopefully things will get back to normal. How about you? You know, things have been pretty good. Um, I am in my second semester of an accelerated year in uh, graduate school. Um, yeah, what are you studying? For, uh, psychology, um, clinical humanistic psychology. So it's been very interesting doing it online, um, all being, you know, on Zoom and not actually seeing like any of the students that I have. Um, right you know, classes with in-person or anything, like no professors. It's just been a very odd experience. <laughs> it's been very it's weird. But, it, you know, yeah. I mean, what is cool about it is that a lot of the teachers are kind of, the professors are kind of a little bit more aware of the fact that this is like an incredibly depressing time that's happening <laughs> in like the entire world with pandemic, quarantine, yeah all the, the civil unrest with politics, um, you know, there's a lot of multicultural issues that are coming up, you know, within the last year that are a lot more passionate than people are expecting. Um, and, you know, sexual orientation, gender, uh, there's a lot of really hot topics. So it's every class is very, very intense, um, very existential, which is really fun to be in. Uh, especially with everything that's been going on, it just kind of adds an extra layer of conversation, which has been fantastic. Sure. Yeah, but like I, I said, I it's so weird not seeing like one. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think for a degree like that, uh, you know, as, as tumultuous as everything is, it, it would give you a bigger experience, right? A broader feel for what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of exciting because, um, it actually is kind of helping me focus on what I want to work on in psychology, which I, I don't remember if I had told you before, but it is actually, it does involve video games. Oh, great. That's amazing. And uh, I'm excited. Yeah. It's, so basically what I want to do, um, there's a lot of new research that has been coming out, you know, obviously about 10, 15 years ago, there was research about, um, aggression in video games and how they were trying to link, you know, like Columbine and a lot of the shooter um, incidents that happened to video right. games, um, bad parenting, yada, yada. Um, and so there's actually been tons of studies that have come out about how beneficial video games are for cognition. Really? And yeah, and that, you know, 
they can actually be utilized as therapeutic devices for people. So uh, a lot of the benefit that they've seen are people who have, you know, limb injuries um, Mm -hmm. that are using virtual reality or augmented reality to, you know, be able to get up and walk. Um, There's a lot of uh, video games that have been created, you know, for more medical type based stuff with pain management. um, And they, they should, Right. And so, and then there's all these really cool things about like Tetris and games like Bejeweled that are coming out that say that they actually reduce the um, occurrence of trauma inside the brain if utilized within a day of experiencing of a traumatic event. So let's say you got into a really severe car accident and you sat down at the end of the night and decided to play a half an hour of Tetris, the likelihood Mm -hmm. that that car accident could potentially turn into post-traumatic stress disorder is greatly reduced. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm just starting a film where I'm going to shoot it all uh, virtual with uh, facial recognition and uh, full body recognition, which you can do with an iPhone, you know, it, and then what? Unreal Engine, and you make the, the landscape, and you can build a whole story. That's how they're doing uh, Mondrian, something similar to that. Wow, and really? That's amazing. Well, you know, and I've heard a lot of really good things about Unreal Engine. I actually yeah. was... Um, I know that they've done a lot of stuff with like mental health. Uh, specifically, mm-hmm. there was a video game that they released a few years ago called Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. And that was actually, um, the creators had interviewed a ton of people that had been diagnosed with schizophrenia. And oh. they wanted the most realistic type of portrayal of schizophrenia. And the main character is a Norse, Viking warrior who loses her partner in battle and goes into hell and tries uh-huh. to get his body so that he can like they can be together and that he can kind of get release and um but she's schizophrenic so when you have your yeah. headphones on which is what is suggested you can hear like something like up to 10 voices talking all at once and they'll be like you know walking down a trail and it'll be like, okay, yeah, you're doing good. And then this other one's like, what are you doing? You're going the wrong way. Why are you doing that? She's so stupid. Oh, da, da, da. I already have that. It's in my crazy. Head. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know, right? I know it gets really, really intense at times, but it's such an incredible emotional evoking experience. Yeah. And I think that's where people are, okay, this is entertainment. This is entertainment. But for me, right. I think this is the gamers are a huge untapped community that could benefit a lot from therapy. It's crazy, especially if you're going into Oculus and they got those new Mm -hmm. circular treadmills. I mean, it's just going beyond and beyond, you know? You're absolutely right. Let let me back up. So uh, I met you, we worked together, and you're a model and you're a super nerd. (laughs) <laughs> very much a super nerd. <laughs> so I, I, I think I need to test you on your nerdiness, okay? So I got some online gaming slang here, and I want All you right. to tell me what it means. All right, I got it in front of me because I wouldn't know. But uh, here we go. Uh, GGP. GGP. You got any idea? Uh, I think that's 
All right, let's just skip that I one. I think That's it's Rick go Owen Pell. I'm not <laughs> well, sure. It can work either way. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Okay, okay I'll, I'll do one more that's like a, a video game thing. Uh, tower diving. Do you know what tower diving is? Tower diving? Tower, no, actually, like I don't even know. You don't know. I'm, I'm starting to be concerned that you're not a real nerd. Uh, so what is tower diving? It's attacking an opposite player under his tower. Oh, okay. I well, so even, I don't uh, play uh, a lot of. I don't play a lot of um, the MMOs. I guess I used to when I was. What the hell is an MMO? What, what the hell is so that? an M- <laughs> So an MMO is a massive multiplayer online and uh, game, and usually what finishes the the little acronym, I guess, is RPG, which is role playing game. So it's massive, um, yeah. majorly, I think it's majorly massive or something like that, uh, online role playing game. So um, those ones are like World of Warcraft. Um, I think right. you know there's there's. Uh, several more that are uh, released by Blizzard Entertainment. Um, they're kind of like the forerunners of the, the MMO um, platform kind of games. Um, those okay, ones okay, okay. Even... I believe you. Okay, you're a nerd. I got you. All right? <laughs> you passed the test. Now just calm down a little bit. All right? When it comes to like video right, games, right. I, I kind of yeah. stopped at Wii Tennis. Like that's where I peaked right there. Okay. And uh, I actually did play Wii Tennis with a, a guy that uh, suffered from schizophrenia. And really? uh, I won. I, I just want to point out that part. Oh, that's, <laughs> I'm glad that you won. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Did yeah. you like playing it? Oh, I used to love that game. And, and it was fun, like right? kind of one of the first more active games that I remember, mm-hmm. you know, with the paddles and like going at it and doing physical stuff. So I, I was all into that. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think what is what was interesting about the Wii games was that they actually got people to get off their couch. Yeah. yeah and I think that Wii games were into. definitely, yeah, they were kind of like the first ones to kind of get people more comfortable with the idea of potentially being more interactive with their video games because before it was just, a controller and and, yeah, and putting yeah. your information just through a couple buttons, and now it's getting to the point like like you said the circular treadmill um, with VR and everything. I mean those. Crazy. If you look back into the technology, it all kind of stems from what Nintendo has been doing from back in the, in the eighties, which is amazing. I mean Nintendo as a company is right. incredible, even with their staying power. I, I often re- refer to them as the Disney of the gaming world. Um, you know, and I think that they're better than Disney, <laughs> uh, to be quite honest. But um, just yeah. in the fact that they have made Mario and video gaming a household name and safe enough for children, even when parents were under the disguise that video games made you aggressive, which is not true. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're a nerd. We covered that. I don't know how many times we have to go over that. <laughs> <laughs> A few more times, maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, so when did you get into modeling? Tell me about that. So I got into modeling about five years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, my sister was an esthetician, and she ended up doing some work on a couple films and learning makeup. And so she wanted to build her portfolio, 
And one day her model fell through. And so she needed somebody, you know, last minute. And um, I was around. So I went and I <laughs> met up with her and did a couple sh- uh, shots. And then after that, um, to my surprise, <laughs> I was getting requests to do some modeling. And um, because I'm a little bit more of like a forward facing person, I'm a little bit more outgoing. I ended up doing uh, auto show spokesmodel work for Jeep yeah. for the Renegade specifically. Um, and I did that for a couple of years. I toured around and then I worked for a tiny little um, show called uh, Comics Beer and Sci Fi. And it was on local CBS. Uh, they're still running. Oh, cool. I'm not on the show anymore, but I was the video game reviewer, and so, I so love we find that, that as well. That, that's sitting on the internet somewhere that I can watch. <laughs> it's sitting on the internet somewhere. I don't know if I want to I tell wondered. you where it is, but I'll find but yeah, it. Yeah, I think I, they I have old. The internet. <laughs> they have uh, old episodes on YouTube for sure, and that was that was definitely a lot of fun. I think my favorite work was uh, doing some art modeling. Um, that involves a little bit more like gory type of atmospheres with a gentleman named uh, Sean Forsyth. Right. And he he and I did a lot of stuff that put me in very bloody positions, I guess. With um, <laughs> I've seen some of those that you posted. <laughs> there's so much fun. And I, you know, it was, I think there's a really dark side of my personality that wanted to come out for years. And then mm-hmm. we met, he and I met just um, through a... I think it was like a day with this gentleman named Christian O'Grady. Um, he used to be local to Michigan, but he is now out of state. Um, still a good friend mm-hmm. of mine. But he had a gathering where it was like models and photographers. And I just blurted out, man, I really want to meet somebody that works with blood. And he was like, <laughs> me? Yeah, you're at a party <laughs> with some models and photographers. Why wouldn't you just bring that up? I mean, right. that would be exactly. a missed opportunity if you hadn't brought that up. So are you are you interested in horror films or is it more from oh, like yeah. the Yeah. Okay. Do you know I only I'm... she came on the show uh Halloween and she was dressed as Carrie, just like complete blood all over her body. Oh my god. <laughs> it was it was amazing. She's uh she's quite a fanatic when it comes to horror movies. Yeah, I think there's there's a fun bit about horror movies and the and and just acting and horror type stuff because I think mm-hmm. it's it's a part of ourselves that we don't get to explore. I think as humans, especially in like Western society, it's very much demonized to like really explore those kind of dark images of potentially like mental health issue, depression, mm-hmm. murder, you know, like sadness <laughs> and that imagery that comes up in our heads. And I think that there's a lot of power that we find when we're actually able to explore those things and own them yeah. as opposed to being so shamed by it. You know what I mean? Right. And I, and you see that in the virtual world that you can own it because you can present yourself however you'd like and there's no real moral laws. It's It's a very interesting space that that's been created. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I had a really fun moment um, that transgressed after a shoot that I did with Sean and it was for a film that he didn't end up producing, but I think there's a trailer on the internet somewhere on his Vimeo or something. It was called Mora. And I had a silicone mask of my kind of it kind of looked like my face on my face oh, cool and then there was blood all around it and I was in this one barn and I was looking like this like writhing 
possessed demon kind of thing, covered in blood and everything. <laughs> well, so shortly thereafter, you know, it's fall time. We drove out this area in like Metamora or something, coming back to um, Macomb. And I don't have time or a place to shower. So I just get in my car, put of my course. clothes on, and and I drive myself to Tim Horton's, <laughs> not even thinking anything of it. And I order my food, and the lady screamed when she looked at me. And I had to tell her, like, I'm okay. I'm not I'm not all bloody. This is all fake. That's just like an average day for you, I guess. Yep. So, average uh, day is a super nerd. Let's scare story. But my grandma, who's now 100, she used to live in East Texas, and I'd go down there as a kid, and we took a walk around the block once, and we got back into her house, and she takes off this wig that's the exact same thing as her hair, because she <laughs> didn't want to get her hair messy. And God's sake, if you're a kid and you see some shit like that, that is like uh, aliens, I don't know what that is, but that's there's nothing good that can come with something like that. Right. Why is grandma ripping off her hair and there's hair underneath? Or it's like when you see the dentures pop out and you're like, what happened? Right. Some sort of cyborg stuff going on there. Exactly. It's terrifying as a child. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, get, getting back to your modeling and your game playing, uh, like if I met you and someone said like, oh, yeah, Sarah's a model. Cool. And if they go, yeah, Sarah is a super nerd and plays video games. Uh, it, it doesn't connect right away. It, it's not like a stereotype that you fit into usually. Uh, yeah, I've is, heard is that. Is there a weird thing? I mean, with gaming, um, especially it being oriented towards guys a lot. Yeah, I think it. I think throughout my life, um, when I was younger, my my mom and dad were always really cool with my sister and I picking out the toys that we wanted to play. And mm -hmm. when I was really little, we had an end television, and that was my first oh, yeah. uh, eye-open oh, yeah. to video games. And then shortly thereafter, I think I was like five years old, we got a Super Nintendo, and oh. that was the best. And I remember just playing Super Mario Brothers and playing the first level and just dying within the first couple seconds and then, <laughs> you know, trying it again and failing and trying it again and failing and I ended up just loving it. I absolutely loved it. And then when I went to school and I would talk about video games, the only ones that were yeah. playing them were the guys. And right. so when I was right. very, very young, a lot of my good friends were guys because they wanted to talk about, you know, who they killed in Legend of Zelda or what they were <laughs> right. doing in Donkey right. Kong and the girls didn't want to. And I think that for me, I always kind of gravitated towards the more masculine things. So I did play with Barbies and My Little Pony and stuff like that. Sure. Um, I think I just ended up adapting a little bit more towards, you know, the sciencey kind of, you know, video games and like existential thinking and like even down to, you know, working out and, um, working with my hands, doing woodworking. And I, I just always found a lot of joy in that. And um, yeah. so I think it's really funny when people are like, well, how, you know, you're, you look so girly. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, I am. I am definitely girly. Like I love wearing makeup. I like wearing short dresses. I like being cute. But I think my main thing is that I just really love the freedom that, 
the boy toys give, <laughs> which are, you know, the, the quintessential, like the video games and the tomahawks and like the little, the little play guns. And, you know, it, there was always a lot about like exploring the world as a boy, whereas like being a female child was always about being in the home and being restricted. And so I just saw so much freedom, freedom in that. So I love being the weird one. I'm like, that's fine. I don't mind it. It's, it's at this point, it's a badge of honor because I see who I am and what I'm doing and the conversations I'm having. And I'm like, you know what, if, if this makes me weird, then I would rather be weird than normal. Cause it's too much fun. Well, <laughs> to be honest, much fun. I don't, I, I don't think you're weird. I think you're multifaceted and a lot of people don't allow themselves to be because it, it's a scary place to step out of a stereotype, you know? But I, yeah, I think yeah, everybody right. probably has more passions than they're letting on, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're, you're I, very right in that. I, I have friends from a lot of different places, and we'd have house parties, and we'd have them all together. And <laughs> it was like oil and water. It just people didn't know how to show different sides of themselves. You know, it was like, oh, this right. guy plays rock, and that guy, you know, is a nonprofit guy that goes to church over there. And, like, they mm-hmm. couldn't. Uh, I don't know. They couldn't put it together. And I always thought it was so mm-hmm. strange that they allowed themselves to be so one-dimensional. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, so, it's very restrictive. And I think that that's kind of also, you know, I've experienced a lot of really bad stuff, like a lot of traumatic stuff in my life that's made me who mm-hmm. I am, which I'm thankful for um, in hindsight, you know. But yeah. it, it, I think that there's a matter of me looking around to everybody and be like, seriously, why are you guys so serious? Not to be like the Joker, but it's like, everybody takes themselves so seriously and it's like, why don't oh, we just yeah. have fun and enjoy the conversation and, and be in the moment. And I like you said, people are so aware of who they're trying to be and what they're portraying that they can't just be authentic in themselves. And right. there is so much freedom to that. And it's just like, I know that if I am myself, I'm going to attract the right people, the, the yeah. people that want yeah. to be around me. I don't want the bad ones to be around me because they suck you dry. And it's like life is way too short. And I don't want to waste my time on love, you know, affection, care, you know, friendship, anything that doesn't want me really there because it's too busy of a life. So I'm just going to go right in. I think that you probably are going to go to Hamtramck on Fat Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. yeah. 100%. I'm especially because, you know, my anxiety is so high now that I'm in in grad school that, you know, I hardly eat anyway, so I can at least have like two or three of the punchkis. <laughs> punchkis. <laughs> and I mean, I know that's a Polish thing, but especially in Michigan, it's like a huge thing because of the, the Polish population that used to be in Hamtramck, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. Punchkis, like, it, it, it's on the tip of every local newscaster's tongue. Oh, yeah. They, they don't stop and, talking about it. I'm wondering if they're going to serve the uh, alcoholic ones this year, because I think it was, wasn't Smalls in Hamtramck, oh. one of the first ones to do the, I, the alcoholic punch, punchki? I have never heard of that. That that's, What what do they do? They just pour a little vodka in the jelly they shoot in the middle? I guess so. It's awesome. You've never had I, I any want, of, like, the chocolates or whatever that have, like, rum in them and stuff? Uh, not, like, alcoholic that would get you drunk? Alcohol? Yeah, what? Alcohol? Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're they're actually a huge thing in in uh, Europe. 
really, but they, you, it's like you buy this little thing that looks like a, a booze bottle and it's full, it's chocolate and it's edible and it's full of like a cream liqueur. It's fantastic. Hmm. If you ever see them, try them. Okay. They're really I mean, nice I've on tried plane. Liqueurs. You know, I've tried, I've tried <laughs> that, of course. I used to love white Russians. Yes, a, you would love them. Put some milk in there, yeah. Well, do they have pot ones? It seems like they would have to, right? Like, like edible? Like punch cake? Yeah, I mean, but it would be a a wonderful Fat Tuesday kind of deal. That would be really good. Oh, my gosh. Actually, that's an amazing idea. There was a place off of 8 Mile that I used to go because I'm a medical card holder. Um, yeah. And uh, there was a place off of 8 Mile. It's... I think closed now, but um, I don't remember the dispensary name, but they opened up a cookie like donut shop right next to it. And I thought that was the most brilliant idea. And it was open 24 hours a day. (laughs) And I thought that was brilliant. (laughs) Well, there was that news story uh, years ago when like medicinal became legal in Michigan that like the Mm -hmm. Girl Scouts would set out, you know, they'd set up in front of the pot shop, which, you know, again, Perfect idea. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. And I mean, and that that also goes to show that, like, you know, marijuana needs to not be so demonized anymore. Oh, I think no. that it's like, you know, if we can have booze shops next to, you know, a crunch fitness, then, yeah. you know, there's no reason why children can't understand the idea that, there's this store that sells a pharmaceutical something that adults ingest, you know, and it's not this like Satan idea. It's not going to tarnish our children. They're not going to grow up to be hungry for weed by the time they're 12, (laughs) you know, it's a gateway drug drug to playing video games. I think you start with pot and then it just goes on. The only gateway that that marijuana ever opened for me was uh, maybe an extra couple hours on video games and maybe a couple extra mm-hmm. donuts, and that's about it. <laughs> well, it's a slippery slope, okay? A slippery slope. <laughs> right. It's very true. Only, only, um, you know, for not for the faint of heart. No, yeah, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I, I, I've had medical uh, for a while. Ever, since it became legal in Michigan. And I love it, mm-hmm. you know. There was always like this, the way I grew up, it was the gateway drug kind of mentality. And so mm-hmm. I always had this nervousness that like I was going to get, you know, caught with the cops or some problem, you know. Mm-hmm. And now it's just finally like, yeah, it is what it is. It's just pot, no big deal. Exactly, yeah. And as, as long as it's used responsibly, I think it's fantastic. You know, obviously what people forget is that just because alcohol is available doesn't mean that every person that drinks is an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and just because someone eats food doesn't mean that they're going to end up being, you know, either having a, a, an anorexic problem or a, you know, obesity problem. You know, it's like right, people right. don't get that addictions are manifest in the mind because of insecurities and problems that happen in somebody's life. And they end up trying to self-soothe by becoming addicted to something because right. they need something else in their life. You know, it's it's very rare that somebody's just happy-go-lucky and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I took Molly way too many times and now I just can't get off of it. <laughs> like there's a, there's something else that they're they're looking for their dad while that they're tripping or something. Sure. You know what I mean? Like sure. there's there's some 
other kind of aspect to it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's only done me good. <laughs> um, well, and I'm glad and that it's, it's finally recreational. It's so ridiculous that they don't know enough about it yet. I want to, I want to point out to everyone who's listening. It's called on the pot because it started in my bathroom. Uh, it has <laughs> nothing to do with marijuana. Although uh, that's not necessarily true because I would get stoned in my bathroom a little bit here and there. But, you know, I just wanted to point that out. For some reason, pot always comes up, but I think it's just a normal topic these days. I mean, I think so. I think I think it's been so, it's been so prohibited for so long. And I think that people are just, even just talking about it still feels weird to me, even though I know it's legally recreational mm-hmm. in our state. It's still just like one of those things that, you kind of dip the toe in first, and then when everybody else starts talking about it, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, my people, right, you know, right. like, this is our right. Well, it but it's like, God forbid you have that one person that, like, had a massive, you know, some some catastrophic issue that wasn't really related to weed, but for some reason they're thinking that that's what it did, and then you can't convince right, them otherwise. Right. They're, you know, <laughs> that's not the time to have the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I was at a meeting uh, not too long ago, and, like, we were finishing up, and I'm like, anybody want to go smoke pot? I didn't think anything of it. And they looked at me like I was a, a Satanist or something. I was mm-hmm. like, to me, it's like, you want to go get a drink? Like, it's all, I don't know. Like, I'll hit the pen in front of my kids without any regret anymore. You know, like, used mm-hmm. to be kind of, like, hide it from the family. No big right. deal. Right. It never should exactly. have been a big deal, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that, and it gives the opportunity for parents to talk about it with their kids, too. Just like, you know, dad was drinking a beer. It's like, yeah. okay, you know, having that discussion and being open about it so that the, the mystification doesn't happen. Because, you know, there's, there is a lot of desire in finding out the answer to the unknown. That's just how mm-hmm. humans operate. So, of course, children are going to be like, oh, what is that? Why does everyone do that? You know, yeah. and... It's like this big guys. It's like, oh nope. The only time that anyone ever desires to drink alcohol is when they're 21. It's like, come on, <laughs> you know. It's the, people think about it. They start thinking about it because it's so part of our society. And breaking that gap and just you know having a discussion with your children about it is a good thing. Hey, what do you think about Bronner's soap? They they've been pushing for psychedelic therapy and it just got okayed in Oregon, I think. Uh, yeah, it, with it's um, medical really mushrooms. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, mean I think Dr. Bronner. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Bronner's is a weird brand, but um, you know, just weird in the sense of like their marketing has always kind of caught my eye. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you know, I I think it's a good thing. I think that there's there's a lot of information and data that suggests that. If drugs are utilized in good ways, like for positive outcomes, that they can be very Mm -hmm. beneficial. Um, And I think that, like we were just talking about, that mystery around things and the access and making things so difficult is more about the, the, the power and control struggle between a government and the communities that it serves than really trying to save anyone from themselves. Because... You know, like I said, it's kind of a matter of if you are in that mental state, 
then you will use a different way than someone else does. And I'm not saying that like there aren't drugs that do cause massive addictive uh, tendencies. There are. But I think that utilizing stuff like, you know, mushrooms, um, MDMA, they are showing a lot of, um, you know, real research and stats that say that people get into this escapist mentality and are able to actually unwind their brain, figure things out and heal. Mm -hmm. So I got got a great story. Sure. It's even better than everything we just talked about. Uh, Dr. Bronner, they, they reposted one of my jokes. And I'm very happy about that. They did. That. That's, a, that's the whole story, really. Yeah, they did it in the, uh, the official one, and then the Australian and the European one. And uh, couldn't be happier. That's awesome. That's fantastic. It's it's one of those things where, you know, like I'm just putting stuff on Instagram, and then all of a sudden somebody finds it. And I'm like, ah, it feels kind of good, you know? Like it wasn't written for anybody but me, really, and... Now someone else can appreciate it. You know what is the best about Dr. Bronner's in the hmm. bathroom? Is that, that when you don't have a magazine and you're right. going for way longer than you need to, you can always just yeah. grab the bottle and you got at least five minutes. Well, that, that's <laughs> five what the minutes joke of is. reading. It's <laughs> five minutes of reading and you're good. There's so much <laughs> text on those bottles. <laughs> yeah. So here's my joke. I know you've been waiting for it. Uh, I'm contemplating existence while sitting on the toilet reading Dr. Bronner's All One Soap teachings. Okay. That, that's the joke. That, that's the full <laughs> joke. And uh, I think you just told the joke. So maybe it's not that original, but close enough. You know, it's relatable. It's relatable. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic. I, th- I you know, it's it's just it, those bottles are just there's just so much, and people don't even realize it until you tell them, and then they're like, "Wait a second, oh yeah." I'm like, "No, how did you a, miss that?" It's right, exactly. That's what I thought too. The peppermint ball tingler, man. Are you a peppermint? Do you ball? like peppermint? Is that is that your so, favorite? So, so the peppermint's really good. I like the peppermint mm-hmm. one. I like the almond one as well. Mm-hmm. That one's pretty nice. The peppermint one is very versatile because I took it camping once and I had to brush my teeth. So the peppermint. You can do everything with well. that shit. You you can mm-hmm. you can wash your dog and probably your car and your teeth and and mm-hmm. everything else. I, everything I your clothes. Guy. Hopefully he'll come on soon. Uh, I just want to ask him why the bottles are so big. You can hand those down from generation to generation. I mean, you need like half a drop to watch everything in your house. Yeah. So it doesn't Unless seem you like a very good. Hands. So mm-hmm. the first time I mm-hmm. used Dr. Browner's, I just used my hand and I was like, what the heck? It doesn't lather at all. And then I got the loofah and that stuff <laughs> is insanely like bubbly. Yeah. Just like you It'll said, go. it's a drop. It'll go. You know, you got to be careful with that. Otherwise, you're just being a pile of suds. Exactly. The, the first, the first uh, apartment we we bought a house, two apartments, in Detroit when my wife and I moved here from Chicago back in the day, and it was the first time we had a dishwasher, and my wife put like the dishwashing soap, like you know, from the sink, not like dishwashing soap, and mm-hmm. uh, turned it on, and like 
you know, foam all over the kitchen. It was like a Brady Bunch episode. Like I walked into the kitchen and there's just bubbles. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I almost did that the other week. I didn't grow up yeah. on using a dishwasher and I haven't really had a dishwasher until just recently. I've always done everything by hand. And there was yeah. a moment where I had grabbed the Dawn and I filled the spot. It was supposed to be like right. Cascade. Right. And I grabbed yeah. the Dawn instead and I actually had to scoop it out because I had that moment like, what have I done? <laughs> what well, have I done? I'm glad you, glad you caught it early because it really fills up the whole kitchen with a lot of bubbles. And uh, it ruins some of the floor too. So oh, a lot no. of work. It was well worth it though. It was it was such yeah. a young couple kind of thing. Like we bought a house, we don't know how to use appliances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like something that would have been in like a like a a movie in the the nineties starring yeah. like Tom Hanks. I was gonna say Tom Hanks and uh, uh, <laughs> Sally Field, maybe something like that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Her face, just, absolutely. <laughs> Her I just face. rewatched I rewatched Splash the other day. You've seen Splash, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, just, of course I, I love just Mermaid. watched it. It's uh it's a fantastic film. It's such a weird film. I, I don't even yeah. know how how they wrote a film about a mermaid that that does things like that. She's just walking around naked half the time. You can't really see yeah. it though. It's uh, uh it's a spine tingler. You're you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Will they fall in love <laughs> or not? How's this gonna play you out? You never know. Right. You never know in a little 90s unexpected. Film. I think the end is a, a little unexpected. I was I wasn't I wasn't uh I don't want to ruin it for anybody but he just becomes a mermaid. That's that's the end of the movie. She doesn't become a human, he becomes a mermaid. Because that's what you do for love. All right? You change yourself and remove all of your friends from the, and family from the equation. Yep. Yep. You just completely sacrifice yourself to one relationship uh and and the rest of the world, you know, you just follow along. You you do what your partner tells you to do, I guess. Which exactly you know, it's the American dream. <laughs> oh, did you read this thing recently? There's a documentary about this community in Florida that's like one of those like uh, fenced-in communities or whatever, and it's like Stepford Wives. It's a retirement com- community, and they only drive like golf carts, and they have bars open, and it's all inclusive, and it's like a. I mean, that just sounds scene. like Florida. <laughs> <laughs> But this is even creepier. This is its own. It's like a big Disney world that people live in. Hmm. It's like bubble. There's a documentary that's either coming out or just came out, and uh, it's fascinating stuff. It's horrifying. And uh, people love being in communities. What is it that people just? You know, it's it's weird. I don't know if it's just that I'm just some weird breed, or if it's because yeah. of how like my family. My my dad was kind of a black sheep of the family, so maybe it kind of like got into my veins or something but man i just don't understand why everybody wants to be the same and they want they want like a bunch of yes men around them like the stepford wise idea like everybody yeah. just wants to have a certain look and a certain like uh family style and house and if you don't have that if you don't if you deviate from the norm you're you're some weirdo and i just don't 
I don't get that <laughs> intrinsically. I do not understand. <laughs> I, I I just uh, I just put it all back on. Uh, you know, people are comfortable and safe if they play out a certain role, and uh, you know they they go all in, all chips. I want to be this person, and uh, happy, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna move to Florida. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be around like-minded people. That's a challenge. I'm gonna I'm gonna move to Florida. Become Florida man. <laughs> Step one, metal detector. Step two, spray tan. Step three, wrap right. around glasses. <laughs> I, I don't see why not. You know, being around like-minded people seems like a very positive. It seems like a very popular thing to do these days. Maybe even more yeah. so with the on with the internet. Like all you do is hang out with people that agree with you. It's, it's very easy, or you get in a ridiculous conversation that's, right. you know. You know, where that I would rather the ridiculous conversation. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I think I would rather, sometimes I like the discord in the conversation. I like understanding other people's perspectives. And obviously because I'm going into clinical psychology, that's probably right. a main requirement for my field. But it's like, I just, I really enjoy like, why did that happen? Like what? Okay. So you really like this. So what happened in your past that made you really want this one thing that's just so weird? And right, I love right. finding that out. And, you know, it's like, I wish, you know, I could I could interview people more and just say, like, I would love to look into why your belief system or what what you what makes you you like what makes you tick. I wish it was way more easy just to to have that with people. But you have to have them sign consent forms and have, all have this you legal ethical stuff. <laughs> have you considered uh maybe starting an Instagram live show in your bathroom because I've interviewed over a hundred people and uh, it seems to work really easy. It's just like a button. <laughs> you know, that might be a good idea. It's a good but you start. seem like it, you're it, the expert. I might just have to let you do it because the whole idea <laughs> of doing it on my own podcast seems very scary. <laughs> oh, oh no, it, it's kind of my thing. Technical issues, is, that's my calling card. You know, uh, what, who's the person that does the worst technical issues on a podcast or IG live show? That would be me. I would be on the pod with Jimmy Ohio. That's our culture card. <laughs> it gives it character. It does. It really sets it you apart know? from the other, uh, other talking heads. <laughs> <laughs> so you started on the pot during quarantine. Oh, yeah. First day of Michigan lockdown. Wow, yeah, that was that was a crazy time. You know, I went on I went on social media. So Whitmer, mm -hmm. I think, locked the state down. I want to say on the twenty third or twenty fourth of March. I can't remember. And I had the week before I got a little tip from my friend who had a brother in the Department of Defense, and uh -huh. there was a message that she forwarded, and it was like. You know, there's going to be a lockdown, like thing, you know, uh, like restaurants and bars and stuff like that are going to be closed. Only essential institutions are going to be open. And I posted that on social media. I asked if it was okay, and I put it in my own words. I posted it yeah. on social media. Okay, now, like maybe like four days later, we went into lockdown. Do you know that I in that that four days, I deleted my my Facebook page because I got hate mail about how negative of a person I was and how I was fear mongering. Yeah. Why you got to do that? Oh, I freaked out. I totally freaked out. I went to a, a camping store. I bought like 
I felt like a pimp and all this shit. And I remember I was with one of my kids, and they were so embarrassed because at, at the counter, as we're checking out, I'm like, uh, what's the return policy on this kind of stuff? That's yeah. my first thought. I'm going to buy survival gear, and then I'm just going to return it if I don't need it. That's That's <laughs> where I was at. <laughs> I got so, okay, so like after quarantine happened, like Mm -hmm. the start of it, the guy that I'm now partnered with, um, he is like my my love partner, I guess I have to say that as opposed to like educational partner. My my partner um, had had given me this game called Division 2. And Division, the whole, like the backstory of of Division um, is it's a Tom Clancy game. story i guess their storyline i know um my mom loves them it's so yeah they're very very good they're very well done um Harrison and Ford. it's about this yeah. pandemic that happens mm-hmm. and it's about this virus that gets released on black friday on a banknote, like on a dollar bill and um and that it it attacks like the upper respiratory system and all this stuff. Okay. So like division one was released, I want to say in 2015 maybe. And division two was just recently released about a week after Michigan went down into quarantine. That's what I played. So I'm watching this thing going, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like this is, this is the pandemic. Like this is insane. (laughs) Meanwhile, the pandemic game that I have been playing on my phone called plague Inc, which I highly recommend to anyone that wants to play like a, pandemic style board game because I'm a weirdo and I love that stuff but it was actually banned in China because it was too realistic and I was just sitting here going like oh my gosh like all and then they they nicknamed in this division two game this video game they nicknamed Uh this whole like um process of like trying to deal with the pandemic dark winter Mm -hmm. And just a couple of weeks ago, we see Joe Biden saying we're entering a dark winter. And I'm yeah. like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> My gamer brain is just firing off all these like dystopian fantasies that I'm like weirdly like, oh, ha, ha, ha. and I'm like, why <laughs> am I so excited about this? Because I've been playing video games forever. And now the world well, has turned been, into you've this. Been prepping. Horrifying. You've been prepping. Oh, okay. I've been prepping. So my, wife, my wife and I watched Contagion like right mm. before lockdown. Because it was already mm-hmm. all over Europe, you know, it was coming this way. Mm-hmm. And we watched that, and of course we both freaked out. And our oldest kid was going to college in Chicago. And I swear to God, my wife got in the car the next morning and went to pick to pick them up from school and brought them home. And they were so pissed off. They're like, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. And then, you know, next, like the end of the week, they had closed the school anyways and they would have had to come home. Right. But contagion, yeah, that that freaked us out. It was a little too close to home. Did you ever see the marketing campaign for contagion? No. So you might actually be interested in this because I know that you've, I mean, you were in, you are in and have been in marketing for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so basically what they did is they grew their posters on Petri dishes. So no, it would be like huge, like six foot by three foot uh, poster in glass. And they would, pl- they planted spores like fungal spores and bacteria in the, <laughs> this big poster. So it would grow mm-hmm. over time and show contagion. No. So you go to the so movie like theater eventually, and you like get a couple from months. the poster. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so salmonella, E. coli right. on there, no big deal. <laughs> so I got one plague. more thing. Before we wrap it up, uh, I'm, I'm going all the way back to when you got some insider information that the pandemic was coming, all right? You got some yeah. secret information. Now, uh, mm-hmm. you wouldn't happen to know what, like, the lottery numbers are tomorrow or, or any information <laughs> like that. Hmm, lottery numbers. I'm going to guess it's mm-hmm. – how many numbers are there? Is it six or nine? Uh, you, you know, ask the government. They would probably know best. But just, you know, go ahead with six. Six sounds good. Okay. Mm-hmm. 28-4-66-7. 66-7. All right, and, and you got informa- information on that? Is this insider information or are you just winging it? This is just my nerd powers reaching out into yeah. the universe to okay. my insider yeah. information. That, that, I'm not interested in that. No, no. <laughs> why, why don't you private message me after you talk to your people and hit me up with tomorrow's uh, lotto numbers, and I'll cut you in. I'll cut you in. All right, there 60, we go. 40. There we go. That's a plan. 80, I like that. I like that. 80, 20, 80 me, right? 80, yeah. 80 90, 10? Right. Wait a second. <laughs> After taxes, sure. <laughs> After taxes, two bucks. You had two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> two dollars. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'll Sarah. send you that it's info. Been great talking with you. I it was been great it. talking with you as well. And um, thanks for having me on. This is this is a fun conversation. It was. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye, Jimmy. Goodbye.